0: Please, for the love of fucking God, stop signing up for these e courses that every digital marketing guru is selling you that gives you this bullshit generic solution to business problems from guys that probably haven't owned a gym in years, if ever. If you're looking for a bespoke, custom tailored solution for your micro gym or fitness business, I'm your fucking guy. I only work with a small set number of clients per month. We currently have availability in that cohort, and I would love to work with you to customize HR and compensation plans. If you need branding work, if you want to talk about marketing and creating a client acquisition system, or you have other fires and problems in your business, that none of these generic templates and e-courses and PDFs that people are selling seem to address. Go to my Instagram at WTF Gym Talk, shoot me a DM, and we will go back and forth with audio messages so I can find out more about what you've got going on and to see if I'm the right person for you. Guys, you do not have to be stuck with bullshit solutions. You can have something actually tailored to your problem. Go to my Instagram at WTF Gym Talk and shoot me a DM, and let's begin the discussion. What is up, guys? It is Stu. And is another episode of the What the Fuck Gym Talk podcast. So I've got a prediction. And I mean, it's not really a prediction because it's already currently happening. I just think it's going to become more popular. All right. So... I've always referred to myself as an, like an absolute student of the fitness industry, right? Like studying the things where we came from, Jack LaLanne, curves, you know, Venice Beach, all that. Like if you understand the models and kind of the history of where fitness brick and mortars have come from, it allows you to um, have a, a much what I consider a, a better perspective to make business decisions in the future. Cause history, while it may not repeat itself identically, you see similar cycles. Okay, so from a, if you want a, a quick crash course in this and you were to zoom out with my perspective, you would know that fitness went from this personal trainer, very intimate thing, to then these very grand, large-scale, gold's gym, globo gym things. And then it shrunk back down into a couple models that look like curves, the fastest-growing fitness franchise of its time before it fucking imploded magically. Um And then you saw it kind of open back up to these warehouse box models, group fitness, boutique, CrossFit, all that to where it is today. And now you'd kind of look at it where the globo gyms, the big 50,000, 80,000 square foot spots are definitely not on the the rise. There's a couple choice models that I've talked about in my WTF weekly newsletter that I think are doing really interesting things. But by and large, you're not seeing that kind of cash get put into 100,000 square foot facilities anymore, 60,000 square foot facilities. The model just I don't think is as appealing to people as it was back in the day, mainly because boutique micro gyms have eaten such a huge chunk of the market share, all right? Now enter digital into that online and we know how much of the market share has been chewed up by those guys. As much as you hate to admit it, they're still chewing up a good portion of market share. So where do I see this going? I've been, um, you know, as my own personal journey in fitness has evolved from, you know, strength and conditioning and bodybuilding to CrossFit to tempo training, um, I've seen this evolution and I've I've really started to really enjoy a, a certain type of gym. And it's a gym that there's always, it's been there, but I, I truly believe we're going to see more of it. And this is more or less the hybrid model. And the, when I say a hybrid, I mean a hybrid between an open gym format, right? And a group class format. And, and here's why I think this model is going to become more attractive down the road. Number one, let's talk on the open gym side. The open gym side is much smarter. I know a lot of people think of Globo gyms like, fuck that. Like fucking having 60 pieces of hammer strength equipment and ellipticals. And yes, that was the old school version. That's not what the smart hybrid models are doing. And if you want one right now to just be looking up, check out Core24 in uh, uh, Greenville, South Carolina. So I believe their Instagram is at core Twenty Four. G-V-L for Greenville. And I know you, when you hear Core 24, you think of like a, a bar studio, right? Or a Pilates studio. It ain't. It's one of the dopest hybrid models I've seen, okay? Um, I There's a moment in time where I thought maybe there could be a conversation where they opened one up in my building and that would have been a fuck thing to do, right? <laughs> Shut down my gym and lease it out to someone else. Um, but anyway, listen, uh, here's the deal. That model of that hybrid on the on the open gym thing is getting smarter. Meaning they're they're not spending six thousand dollars on an elliptical, they're spending a thousand dollars on a rogue echo bike, on a skier. Like they're 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 swapping out the traditional conditioning cardiovascular equipment for the more cost-effective, you know, way higher ROI functional conditioning equipment. Additionally, they are still keeping some of the some really core pieces of quote unquote bodybuilding equipment, right? The stuff that's really heavy takes a lot of spots on the floor. And again, you know, I'm not, I don't want to speak to because I'm not, uh, I'm not an expert in the exercise selection for that model. But in my experience, when I see these ones, the 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 piece of equipment they're on the floor, they're ones that even me, a quote unquote functional fitness guy, I'm like, that's a fucking dope machine. Like, I can't hit that angle on my, you know, my chest and my upper body, you know, uh, without this, unless I'm doing a landmine press, right? Or I can't engage, I can't do, uh, I can't isolate my quads or my hamstrings without that that particular type of extension machine. And again, I know a lot of you are thinking like, oh, the leg extension machine? Like from, gl-? no, again, there's companies doing a really cool shit with, um, quote unquote bodybuilding isolation equipment that doesn't look like what it looked like 20 years ago. Look up Arsenal Strength. Arsenal Strength is a company I'm going to be highlighting a ton on the uh, Jim Real Estate Company's Instagram, which, by the way, do me a huge favor. If you listen to this shit, please go follow uh, at Jim Real Estate Company. And I would greatly appreciate it, but I'll be sharing a lot of gym porn and talking about the layouts and the buildings and all that kind of stuff. And I'll be doing a lot of stuff. Arsenal Strength is an equipment manufacturer, but they also do facility design and they do a beautiful job. So anyway, they're the uh, companies like Arsenal, like Rogue, are making very functional-esque isolation slash bodybuilding slash traditional open gym, global gym type equipment. And it's it looks better it probably, it's probably costing probably similar to the same, but the footprints are smaller. So I see the equipment about the open gym model, you know, evolving. And when I think of these open gym models, the majority of the equipment is functional squat racks, uh, you know, turf strips for sled pushes, a lot of plyo boxes, you know, all your kettlebell, dumbbell, that kind of shit, jump. Like, Again, it's you know what a lot of you micro-gym owners have, but in this open-gym type format. Um, and, and with that, I see a ton of opportunity for that open-gym model to feed not a different, note this, it's not a different clientele, it is the same clientele differently. See, the problem a lot of you guys have had that have tried doing this, and I know some of you maybe have installed like open gym models, is you're trying to attract two different types of clients. And with an open gym model, most gyms are like, oh, I'm going to add an open gym model. I got an extra 3,000 square feet. I'll get some good equipment and I'll do 24-7 access and I'll charge $50 a month. Okay. All right. Fair enough. But now you've got to realize that is not the same goddamn customer as... The one that is going to pay you the 180 a month or whatever you're charging on the, uh, the group side. That makes sense. I mean, we're all in agreement with that. It's two different fucking people. So most of you guys, when you do uh, that, I mean, like, when I might say most of you guys, for those micro gym owners that have tried to install an open gym type addition to their business, they ended up having to market and speak to two different people. Instead of speaking to the same avatar, they already did differently. Do we see the difference there? When I say differently, speaking to them differently, you're looking for the same kind of person. What kind of person goes to a Globo gym currently? Cheap as fuck. $10 at Planet Fitness, $30 at Lifetime. Cheap as fuck. You know, probably an average low training age. When I say training age, that means, again, for your experience on the gym floor. You guys ever look at the look at a local YMCA or go walk into a Gold's Gym? It is a fucking dumpster fire coat hanger back alley abortion of self-executed fitness. It's a fucking disaster. Like you just want to fucking put that building on the, you know, send it to the terrorist hit list on fucking locations to bomb. It's absolutely fucking ridiculous. I literally, I mean it's, you know, when I was looking at places for me to start training, you know, after um I leased out the building and Urban Movement closed, I went to a bunch of kind of global gym type options, and I'm telling you, and this is coming obviously from someone who's a professional, it is just fucking disturbing the shit you see done in the general public when people are left to their own devices. It's just, it's absolutely unreal. So um, going into that, you have to speak differently. So the nice thing with an open gym model that I see is that you can still be speaking to a high training age, high dollar paying client, Okay. And that high training age, high dollar paying client will still pay a lot of money for open gym. I'm currently at a facility. I'm paying what? I don't know, like $170 a month for essentially open gym access. And yes, I can go to the classes. But I'm mainly paying for open gym. $170 a month. And I know some people are like, that's fucking insane. Why would you pay it? Because I am a high paying client. $170 to me is not a lot of money. And I'm not saying that to brag Fucking you probably have hundreds of people in your facility that they have spoken with their wallets that $170 is not a lot of money, right? Like that's, that's the whole thing. You join a gym only if it's not that much money. I know some people are waiting tables and they're busting their ass to make their gym payment every month. That's the minority. The average person joins a gym in which it is a recurring membership that will never not be in their checking account. It will always be there. They're never gonna have to fucking pick between eating and going to the gym. Right. This isn't fucking what's her face, a million dollar baby. Right. This is literally like people who can afford it. So, what uh, the new hybrid model, not new, but like the hybrid model I see is one where there is no discrepancy in price. You don't offer $50 a fucking month for your open gym only. And here's the ultimate reason because I haven't connected the group part of this yet. Here's the reason because we want to speak to the same avatar differently, we essentially are allowing. The autonomy that occurs with somebody on a long enough group functional fitness timeline to occur and for them to stay. What do I mean by that? If you're doing your job and you've been doing this a long enough time and only the gym owners that that are nearing the 10 year mark, you know, seven years in, that kind of thing, can really identify with this. You have clients that have been with you over five years. They become very autonomous in their ability to fitness. They still come to you for the community, the programming, and the coaching. I get that, okay? And a yes, I get it. A great coach can continue to train anybody, even though they've been doing it for 20. I fucking get it. But what I'm telling you is, as they age, they will take personal interest in other aspects of fitness, they may not like the flavor of thing you serve up anymore. And I mean, not like it, like they want to quit, but like, no, I love this, but I also want to do something else. And a lot of that is very autonomous, meaning autonomy. They can go out to your open gym model a couple days a week and do your own thing. Cause they know the movements, they know how to perform them correctly and they feel empowered. And there's still the group atmosphere of the fact that, well, maybe a group class is happening on one side and they're on the open gym side. Like that's what people liked about open gym. Eyeballs were on you or you felt they were, even if people didn't give a fuck what you were doing, but you felt the presence, the social pressure of other people potentially watching you do your thing. That is a real fucking phenomenon. You cannot deny that. And then in group, it's just absolutely distilled down to, well, a coach is actually watching you and other people are working out alongside you. So there's the social pressure to perform well, but guys, it's, I mean, do you not see that evolution? How many of your clients, especially you CrossFitters are CrossFit gym owners that are, you know, they've got clients that are five years in. Do any of them fuck with other programming other than yours at all? Maybe I would say probably a, a decent amount. Take it out to seven, eight years. That number will go higher. Take it up to 10 plus years. That number will go higher. It's the evolution. It's what James Fitzgerald has talked about for years at OPEX. The goal as a trainer is to create an autonomous client that doesn't need you to teach them how to squat anymore. If you're still having to correct someone's squat form in entirety after three to five years, let's say, let's say five. You've, you know, again, you're dealing with a motor moron of a client, or you just haven't been doing a great job at it right like there's no reason a, a you know a fucking cognitively and, and you know able adult still needs you know squatting cues you know the ones who do and this is a tangent are the people that you have instilled fucking race culture sport culture crossfit go fast as fuck leaderboard rx scaled rx plus douche fuck culture so they 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 know the right technique but they're so, it's so instilled in them that they need to go fast they got to win. They got to do good on the leaderboard that they purposely sacrifice the technique to go faster. Cause you've instilled a sport like culture in your gym, knock that shit off. Um, anyway, back on track. So I see this open gym thing as a way to market to the same people differently, allowing people to do an add on. It's a value add. You do not include it in the membership. It is additional. Okay. Now, if people want to come in and only do open gym, they pay the full boat. They pay the full price. There is no discounted version for only open gym. What you are, because again, the second you do that, what you are saying is that people who work out autonomously don't owe me as much money, don't cost me as much money. Yes, they fucking do. Autonomous people in open gym use an unknown amount of equipment and take up an unknown amount of space. People in your group class, at least if you're doing your op cap right, take up an exact amount of equipment with with a pretty precise amount of space. So why would you allow the unknown variable, the X factor, to pay less? If you have fucking, you know, you have 10 clients over there that are all in some kind of fucking crazy competitors programming with 13 pieces of fucking equipment out, and you're like, holy shit, my 2,000 square feet of open gym space, it can only hold 13 of these psychos. That's not going to work. Well, I need to charge them full boat then so at least I'm getting the most amount of money if possible. And then again, now you don't have any discrepancies. You don't have any broke motherfuckers who come in there and they're all of the same socioeconomic status. They all place the same value on fitness. Anyway, uh, Core24 is one of these that I really like. There's a gym in Charlotte, North Carolina here called High Fitness. And I think they've done a pretty good job. Um, I, I see. I, I see this model you know growing and i see more people putting money into it because i do believe the fitness market has become smarter we all like the majority of us are rolling out we're doing self myofascial release we're doing metabolic conditioning we're doing uh strength training to some periodization or some program and people like following their own programs the one thing you're not going to be able to compete with there's more programs that target a very specific person than what you can offer and people might want to do those. Like someone who follows Ryan Fisher's chalk or LCK's Paragon or whatever it may be. And they want to do that workout that day. Well, if they go to your gym, now they got to go to the YMCA to do it or the Globo Gym. Why would it be great if they could just have that area off there? And again, this isn't up for everybody. I'm not telling microgyms to add open gym. let us I should probably put a disclaimer in the beginning of this fucking podcast. I am not telling microgyms to add an open gym element. I'm saying I think we're going to see more of it from those entrepreneurs and micro gym owners that also see what I see. And, and I do. I think depending on your market and your current clientele, this could be a great option if you have the space, you know, you have the bandwidth to to do something like this. Um, I, when, I, when I travel now, those are exactly the fucking gyms I want to go to. Exactly the fucking gyms I want. I mean, me personally. The way I train now with tempo training, but I still like the option of maybe jumping into a class if it doesn't fuck with my scheme and I can, you know, tailor the workout accordingly because I never do a CrossFit workout as it's written ever, uh, anymore at least. But like when, um, yeah, I just, this is something in my travels now, in my experience, now that I get to have this civilian point of view, not being a gym owner anymore, Uh, I'm seeing a lot of different perspectives and I talk to a lot of clients now. I've been doing a lot of that. It's so funny. I'm talking to more clients now than I probably did in my own gym. Now, granted, I wasn't around my gym a ton, but like now that I'm there as a customer, it's a, it's a completely different experience. Like talking to clients as another customer versus when I talk to them as the owner, it's way different. You get way, way better insight. Oh my God. I wish I could have done undercover boss kind of shit when I owned urban. I would have, I would be able to improve the client experience tenfold, probably. But um, anyway, guys, that's my uh, spiel for today. Um, let me know what you think. Now, you, you, you on board with this? Do you think, I, you think I might have, you know, might be right on this, or you think I'm wrong? If you have models like this, please that you've seen, shoot it over to me. I'd love to visit and drop in um, in my travels. All right, guys. Until I talk to you in the next podcast, have a great fucking day. Oh, wait, wait, wait. One more thing. One more thing before the end of the podcast. If you guys could, please, if you've enjoyed that podcast episode or any of the ones I've done, please go leave a review on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever it is you listen to podcasts. If you would leave a review, that would mean the absolute world to me. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Get back to kicking ass in your day, and I'll talk to you guys in the next episode.